Today's guest on Atelier 1121 is Asante Amin. We are so thankful to have this multidisciplinary musician as a guest on Atelier 1121. Born and raised in Louisiana, let's take a moment to get to know Ashanti and his journey in music. Thank you so much for being a guest on Atelier 1121. You could take a minute and introduce yourself to our guests. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Ontavia. And uh, again, my name is Asante Amin. I'm a musician, producer, composer, visionary, all around creative, and just somebody that's constantly grateful to get up and manifest what's in my mind and give it to the world. So my first question is, how has Louisiana influenced your work? Oh, that's the foundation. That's that's the mama. That's the mother. Right. That's that's the lens through which I look at the universe. You know, um, I I grew up eating certain foods, listening to certain sounds, bedazzled, inculcated, initiated into certain colors, and you know, just perspectives about looking at the universe. And just a quick example, you know. A few years ago, the first time I ever went to Ghana, I was eating jollof. Mm-hmm. And as I'm eating the jollof, I'm like, hold on, they call it jollof, but this just look like jambalaya to me. <laughs> right? So, right. So, you know, even, even in that moment, having a very quantum experience, a real, real Sankofa experience of like bridging um, this broader, larger context of who we are with where I come from and who I am. And how we're all very much connected and more connected than we understand, right? Exactly. Yep. Can I ask you the power of music? At what moment did you realize the power of music and what it can do for and to people? That's a great question. I I don't recall the exact moment in this moment, but I will say maybe when I was like three or four years old, I was riding with my father and he was playing an album by Stevie Wonder for me. And it's an album I love to this day and I love Stevie Wonder to this day. And I think Stevie Wonder is a large part of my story, large inspiration for me. He was playing an album called The Secret Life of Plants though. And I don't know if you've ever heard The Secret Life yes. of Plants. Have you ever, you've heard it? Yes, of, of course you have. Of course you have. <laughs> you, you, you up on gang, you dig? But, it, but at that time, you know, if you've ever listened to the album, you know, like, Stevie Wonder has music in it, but he has, like, just natural and organic soundscapes mm-hmm. um, from nature. And I, I remember being three or four years old listening to music, but also being really fascinated and curious and in awe and surprised at the fact that there were like frogs and crickets and like the sound of like rain and wind in the water and the music. So even at that age, I began to make a correlation between just the natural world, the material world and this world of like performance and sound and and music and how they kind of interconnected and interrelated. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, and again, that's not that's not directly answering your question, but no, I um, understand. No, it answers. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. the earth is powerful. It's the most powerful thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh no, we don't yep. hold bars here. You're in a safe place. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad you said that because my one of my later questions were going to be, which I'm just going to go ahead and get into it, is the um. I see the influence. What I thought it was was an influence, and um, it was familiar to me, and it came off as Earth, Wind, and Fire, like your album covers, the uh, Alter Destiny. Um, right. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's my that's <laughs> my that's my favorite band of all time. So I, I have to ask the path that we were on as a people, and when it comes to music. Um, we have these messages. We had these conversations before. Everything is repetitive. Nothing is new under the sun. So why, what happened in between like the 70s and the 80s and those small pockets in history made us forget the importance of sound and the influence of nature and things in, in, in our music, in our creation and in our everyday life? What do you think that is about? Oh yeah, well, you gotta remember like Earth, Wind & Fire, th- these messages when they come, they are they are disruptions to the norm right right the the norm because of the context in which we're living and the whole the whole world is on a western paradigm right now for the most part westernism you know western capitalism commercialism exploitation of ecology natural bodies exploitation of the feminine and just you know, authentically and originally who we are. That's just like, that's the cycle we're in, you know, and just to even look at it with an even more macro lens, that's fine because in in the context of time, this is literally not even a few seconds against this continuum where we're living, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in the, in, the, in the macro perspective continuum that we're living in, all things are balanced and the universe is going through its natural cycles in order to constantly be balanced. So even with that being said, we're, we're, we're in an age and a time right now where a, a certain kind of thought and perspective is predominating. It's the norm, like, mm-hmm. right? So when you get people like Earth, Wind and Fire, Sun Ra, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Octavia Butler, Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman, like shit, Kanye West, like whoever, these people, to us, they come as reminders to remind us about our true nature, to remind mm-hmm. us where we've come from and where we're going. They're the dreamers. They're the visionaries. They're the architects of a new reality, right? And so, or an old reality, or, 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 or right, or, or ancient, <laughs> future, or yes. ancient, or ancient futuristic reality. You know what yes. I'm saying? Because even. Even thinking about time, it's like what 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 is time? And I think when I think about Earth, Wind, and Fire, or just who we are, like we we deal with we deal with time in a very quantum context, right? And so anyway, getting back to Earth, Wind, and Fire, I just want to say too, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was the first place I ever saw pyramids. Like yes. I was never I was never taught about Kemet or the the African or the Black presence in the monolithic in the monolithics, right? So the first mm-hmm. place I ever saw. The first place I ever saw like pyramids was on an Earth, Wind, and Fire album cover, like probably not too long after I 
had this Stevie Wonder experience. And right. so all, pra- all praises due to my, my, my father for that, who he didn't necessarily have a lot of conversations with me, but there's something to curating a home like a museum that works wonders in the, in the mind of a curious child. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there, there's something to like, and, and again, when you get into even the people who built the, the megaliths and the monoliths and you curated, that was a whole science of just surrounding and immersing your civilization and your environment in symbols that communicated to your subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so my father, he was never initiated into nothing formally, but he was just a, a, a black man who was into the arts. So he intuitively understood that, but all of these things worked on my subconscious. And so Earth, Wind & Fire came at a time where the consciousness was opening. Even during that time, you had people talking a lot about the age of Aquarius right which right. we're currently in and so these people were the harbingers they were the the prophets and the messengers of the of the present time we're in and so what we have to understand is when you're dealing with prophets and messengers and people who are bringing uh these kind of messages it's not necessarily a lot of times it's not for that moment it's for the future so when you bring this when 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 you bring these ideas and this is like really important for us to understand as people who plant seeds for for a tomorrow you're not going to see the fruits of the seed you planted in that moment many times oftentimes you'll have to plant the seed and and it may look like nothing is happening in the aftermath so you'll you'll have a moment where things are popping and then you'll go into the late 70s and the early 80s and then it looks like it looks like nothing is going on it looks like um the, the fruits of that labor have totally been lost. And of course, we can get to get into conversations just about like Reaganomics, right. COINTEL Pro, crack right. cocaine, <laughs> okay. the, 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 the overthrow and the, inf- you know, all of these points of infiltration that happen in the black community, which are real. And uh, th- that, that goes without standing. But uh, again, in my lens, it's always important for me to understand the opportunity zone and the opportunity space that we're given on. On, on a plan and I understand at the end of the day, like I, I can go crazy with even having that conversation, but it's like, I'm just living in the opportunity zone and I understand I'm a God, I'm a, I'm a King. So it doesn't like, it don't matter how these motherfuckers try to spin it, what they try to do to us. We always going to bounce back. Cause look, sis, as soon as that happened, what, what niggas gave the planet hip hop. We get, we like, even being denied the opportunity to immediately actualize on what Earth, Wind, and Fire and groups like them bought, they thought they had us down again. And and the young people in the inner cities activated their creatorhood, their divinity with nothing and created something that has totally terraformed and paradigm shifted um, the frequency of the planet through hip hop. So I went through that whole thing just to see they can keep us down. And sometimes it looks like we down, but we the girls, we always going to bounce back with something more powerful. And we'll always remember. Exactly. No, long, and, no and matter how long it takes, we'll always yes. remember. Yep. And what goes into my next question that I have to go back, that is the power in music. The messages and the prophecies in music are very important. But what does it entail when someone is miseducated or don't Mm. take the effort to educate themselves and then put out music? What does that affect on us as a whole? Mm. Can can, can you elaborate a little bit more? So how can an artist, especially a very popular artist, Mm -hmm. influence the masses with miseducation? 
Uh, I mean, shit, it happens all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I think, I think in life, when you don't have, when you don't understand like your responsibilities mm-hmm. or your power, you 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 can you can wrongly influence people, or you can influence people to to do things that are destructive instead of like sustaining. And I think that just speaks to like when you. You, you know, like sometimes people have developed musical understanding, but they don't have moral understanding or moral yeah, development, right? And, mm-hmm. and you have people who have who have moral development and their art is trash at the same time, right? So um, there, there are people who we say, damn, like uh, they should be more influential in terms of like, their moral thought or their their intellectual thought, but their art isn't that good, or it's, it's not curated at a high level. So I think, and to to be fair, there are stupid people who make really low level art at the same time. But um, doesn't that also coincide with your why of why you're making the music? Yes, it yes yes. So what you know, is makes me? It, it kind of makes me think about like. Like, yo, did you see um, Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It kind of makes me think about William O'Neill, right? And, like, it makes me think about William O'Neill and Fred Hampton. And I know the the way it kind of, like, manifested and act in real time is, like, yo, this motherfucker was a traitor. He was a Judas. Mm-hmm. Right? But, and... It's it's interesting because we're talking about what is your why. And I think when you look at like people's whys, they may be on a, on, on a surface, they seem similar. Cause, and, and I'm only bringing this up because somebody like William O'Neill and Fred Hampton, they both wanted freedom, but they had very different ideas about what freedom entailed. Yeah. And somebody, and somebody like Fred Hampton had a, 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 a holistic, again, sustainable notion of what freedom meant. And William O'Neill was just like, he just wanted freedom for himself. It was a very selfish, like superficial, egotistical notion. And of course, that prompts us to make certain decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I perfectly agree it has to do with your, your why. But we have to even interrogate like what our why is and where it's coming from. So what and is, is it sustainable? So, so what is your why? Why are you doing it? That's a that's a that's a phenomenal and a great question. I mean, ultimately, um, the why the why is becoming more refined every day. But I think for me, my day to day is about leaving a legacy, creating a legacy, leaving leaving the planet better than I found it, leaving my environment better than I found it, being a force for positivity, for joy, showing people that you know, like espousing a message through my art that people can create. So any kind of life they want through their art, through their through their words and their actions. Which leads me to ask you, before I ask you, I'm gonna say this. I am mm-hmm. deliberate and afraid of nothing. Mm. And that goes into your intentions. And when you release a song, what are your intentions? What is the legacy that you want to leave? What is the message that when you're dead and gone and someone looks back and listens back to your music, what do you want them to say? I want them not to feel alone. I want them to feel feel seen, feel heard. I want them to feel the empathy 
Um, and I want them to, you know, for instance, I'm I'm, I'm focusing on a, a project right now called Make a Joyful Noise mm-hmm. uh, with my partner. And that's coming out through Soul Science Lab. It's a Soul Science Lab project. And I think this, the, the, in, in the project, the, the basic premise is that Black people are butterflies. And like butterflies, people have to go through metamorphosis and transformation in order to reach their highest potential. Mm. And that journey and pathway through metamorphosis and transformation is wrought with difficulty. Mm-hmm. And it's wrought with ugliness and it's wrought with challenge and adversity, but it's also wrought with beauty and it's wrought with the jewels. And so um, the, the, way, the way something ends is not the way it begins. Mm-hmm. And the way we end doesn't have to be the way we begin. And life is dynamic and life is beautiful. But ultimately, what we get out of it is what we put into it. And like you said, it has to do with our intentionality and our whys and our purpose and understanding and remembering who we really are. And essentially what we are is so much more than a lot of us think of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, quite quite simply put, I feel like the music and the art to me does a better job of articulating that, but that's, that's some of what I would hope to leave people with. You said dark moments are bad moments. Um, just a second ago, man, I have a question written down already for this. And mm-hmm. it is, what is a dark moment that blossomed into a beautiful arrangement or music piece of music for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. That's a good question. Um, well, <clears throat> I feel like a lot, of, a, a lot of the songs that I really hold dear, they come from, they come from these moments, these, these moments in flux where I'm able to like emerge on the other side and see and make sense of it, make, make sense of the sequence of events. But I have a, a song that I'm getting ready to put out now, probably in a few weeks, God willing call flowers will grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it, it's basically just talking about, I think, what happened to me over 2020 and how that prompted me to come back home and how when, when the pandemic kind of first started, I was in a, a midst of a depression and in the midst of so many opportunities that I, I felt like I worked for and deserved and they were just all going to hell. Mm-hmm. They were just all canceled. Like, you know what I'm saying? People calling me wanting money back that they had given me for shows and feeling unsure <clears throat> and feeling cheated. Feeling like, yo, I worked so hard to get where I was. I was about to have the best year of my life for like the universe to say, nah, bro, it's not going on like that. So like deciding to come back home, I was in New York at the time and, and, and saying to myself, like, I have to choose my mental health over, over New York and coming back home and not knowing how long I would be back home, not knowing what would fucking happen. But then amidst that, being around a lot of nature, being around a lot of flowers and trees and and water and and deciding, having a realization. I remember I had a realization like it doesn't matter what happens externally as long as I plant my seeds with intentionality and joy, my flowers will bloom, right? And I decided I wanted to write a whole project about that. So um, 
I have like five questions I want to get through in the next eight minutes. So I'm going to have to push through because I know you got another interview speed, coming. Speed up. round. Speed round. Let's go. <laughs> I know you got an interview coming. So um, is jazz still re- relevant and instrumentals? And how does, if it is, how yes, does that yes. equate to the digital world? Because a lot of people yes. don't play instruments. Yeah, they do. They just, they're just not instruments the way we think about it. Okay. TikTok is TikTok is an instrument. Go ahead. Uh, m- m- uh, uh, machine native instruments is a is an instrument. I just ordered it. Uh, uh, shit, mach- machine m- native instruments machine has an app, and you can play keyboard on that, and that's an instrument. Okay. I think I think I think even our notion of what an instrument is will have to evolve and have to change because we're living like. Our notion of an instrument is predicated on what people created in a certain context and period in time. Mm-hmm. And even as a saxophone player, I'm very aware of that. You know, like I'm I'm never I'm never fighting developments and evolution in terms of like in terms of the way things are. Ultim- ultimately, like, and and I know exactly what you're asking, and I'll I'll, I'll try to like tie that in or even what I'm saying but ultimately I think what the era we're going in is going to teach us is like the instrument is our it's really us it's our ability to translate our ideas so does it feel the same to you when you have a flute in your hand compared to when you have that digital piece of instrument that tiktok does it feel the same okay I'm I'm not good at the tiktok instrument I'm gonna just say that right now okay right but 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 I I recognize like I I'm I'm not gonna um delegitimize delegitimize its use and its um its utility mm-hmm. because it's not my 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 native form of expression or because I'm not good at it. But like I said, I I you know I, I've taught young people, I teach young people, and some of the things I see them doing with it musically or even something like this. There's an app called Noisy or there's something called Soundtrap. Even better. Um, that that is like a web-based open source app and instrument that that's that's digital. But to your question, does it feel different? Uh, yeah, it, it feels different for me. It's like a learning curve because I was raised on a saxophone. Mm-hmm. I was raised on I was raised to be really tactile and a blow wind through an instrument. And what I'll say is this: I think as we go in into this digital age, as as black people, as indigenous people, I think we have a responsibility to stay connected to the earth, stay connected to the dirt, but also to master these virtual, digital, cyber-based like forms of communication and living as well. Because um, how do you have I, that I, though? How do you have a balance I, when the digital is so addictive? That's a great question. I I think we have to go back to this question about what our why is, what our purpose is, what our intention is, and we have to be rooted in our culture. And distractions. And, we have to, and be aware of distractions. And be aware of distractions. And I think, I think to me, the remedy for that is to be deeply rooted in, in, in tradition. Mm-hmm. In tradition. Because the tra- your tradition, again, I'm talking about indigenous people, right? Mm-hmm. If you're rooted in tradition, it's going to tell you how to use the technology uh, productively, and if you, if you're not rooted in tradition, you're gonna only use the technology to destroy yourself. Because we're talking about computers and such, but a car is a technology. Like motherfuckers didn't show up. Like that's not your innate natural form of mobility. <laughs> right. Your legs are. Right. Uh, 
uh, an electric an electric piano. Like, yo, sis, when 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 there were jazz musicians when they showed up with like able to like use amps and shit, those motherfuckers were like, yo, you're not keeping it real. You're fucking up the game. Mm-hmm. Why, why you want to use an ele- Why you want to use an electric piano, right? So this is not a new conversation we're having. It's just it's 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 just more expedited now because right. of the time in which we're living. So again, knowing your history, knowing your history and being rooted in tradition kind of gives you an answer to a lot of the, the so-called dilemmas we're dealing with right now. Which is a great segue to the next question. How important mm-hmm. is your self-care and spiritual practices when it comes to your ability to create music? Oh man, it's, it's, it's everything. If, if you want to be around for a long time, you got to take care of yourself because I know a whole bunch of musicians and artists, they were great. They were like they were like bright stars, but they burned out quickly because they didn't. They they were mentally sick, and and I guess that kind of ties back to your first question too about impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen some really great musicians and artists who can perform at, at really high levels, but they're they're intellectually immature, and they don't they don't have spiritual self care practices, and they burn out quick. And I think 2018, maybe at another time, we'll have a uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk a little longer, but I, but at 2018, I was on the brink of like, I, I was thinking about suicide. I was in the depths of like, I was super depressed. I was super alienated, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know if I would be around in another year. This was in 2018, and I had a, I had a spiritual breakthrough. And, and what happened to me through the power of the feminine, through the power of black women in my life, I began to understand the the, the power of self care and the and the power of therapy and the and the power of un- understanding and processing my feelings, right? And that allowed me to have a breakthrough and go to what I feel like right now is higher heights. And I feel amazing and wonderful every day right now. And my very important. second to last question is what's next? What can we expect coming from you soon? A, a lot of just dope fly, you know what I'm saying? Dope fly, amazing, powerful, enlightened, um, you know what I'm saying? Just dope shit, saucy shit. But 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 things I'm I'm really excited about because every day I just get up and get to dream, get to live out my imagination. Like my my capacity to live out of my imagination is going to higher heights. And so for me, I don't even know where my my my, my imagination it ends and the world begins. And, yeah. And so that that that's the zone and the place I'm living in. But you know, just just dope shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, it it's too. It, it, it's to be an asset. I just want to be an asset to the planet. I just want to be an asset for humanity. I just want to leave like artifacts and beautiful things to help other people while I'm here and after I'm gone. And how can we find you? What's a, a Instagram handle, website, oh, email? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. want to get in contact with you. Oh yeah. You can follow me at Asante Ami on everything you heard me. And you know, whenever you put this up, you can just make sure it's typed out so people get it. And then check out Check out Soul Science Lab, soulsciencelab.com. It's the same on everything. It's ran by myself and, and, and my amazing uh, partner, Chin Lo. Um, we, we run this thing together. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an institute, it's a laboratory. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a pyramid whose time has come and we just leaving a planet with beautiful artifacts between him and I. This is what we give in the world. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all tune in. And yeah, yo, sis, thank you again. You're beautiful. You're doing beautiful and amazing work. You know what I'm saying? And I think you're using your platform, you know, positively and wonderfully.
Thank you so much. I wish we had more time. I had like seven questions I couldn't get to. I know you have another interview and I am so thankful that you took the time today to come speak to us. And I hope to have you back again. Yeah, let, 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 let's, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, again, thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, shit, I, I'll see you, I'll see you in, the, in, in, in the digital room. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again. I really wish we had more time with Asante Amin. It was absolutely a pleasure to be able to discuss his outlook on the realm of music, community, and growth within the industry. If you would like to be a guest on Atelier 1121, please don't hesitate to email us at info at Also, please follow us on Instagram at Atelier1121. I'm your host, Antavia Roulette, and you can follow me on Instagram at Antavia Roulette. And please visit our website, OntaviaRoulette.com. We are always happy to support and root for all of the artists that have put in the time and the patience and the divine guidance and faith to chase their bliss. Have a good evening.